Rise up in my life, so I hustle I work to find the finer things up in my life, so I hustle I work to find the finer things up in my life, so I hustle I work to find the finer things up in my life, so I hustle Ricky, how are you? Nick, how are you? Good, good. How's it going today? It's it's going really well, man. Just uh, getting ready for this interview. Um, Perfect. Going over some things. How are you? Good, good. So welcome to, uh, this is going to be episode 17 of Nick at Night. I'm super happy to have you on because connecting with you uh, early on last week, I think it was. Uh, no, no, I, my bad. It was about a week and a half ago we connected for the first time. And uh, I'm, I, I just love what you're about. I love what you're doing. Um, so just to kind of start it off, just so people aren't complete strangers with you when they're listening, um, do you want to just give like 30 seconds to a minute um, who you are, where you're from, kind of what you do with your time? Uh, just kind of give us a little bit of a rundown. Okay. Uh, my name is Ricky Castro. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Uh, I am currently working in the multi-level marketing industry. However, my passion, uh, my, my, I feel my natural gift is to uh, study uh, analytics and stats of college prospects and project which, which ones out of those are going to be the NFL stars of tomorrow. That's awesome. So basically, you're working towards being full-time an NFL scout. Yes. Right. Cool. So what So what got you started on that? Because that's kind of been a long time coming, if I remember correctly. Right, right. Um, so pretty much I, I used to do this, like, for fun. Um, I would say maybe six, seven years ago. Um, I would do it for fun. I would I, I would get tired of my team, uh, which is the Dallas Cowboys. I would get tired of them uh, drafting um, busts or players that don't come to fruition. And um, once I started looking at this, I, I I noticed that it happens a lot every year. And what happens is all of the hidden gems, so to speak, all of the players who are overlooked or undervalued when they first come into the league um, end up uh, being stars and being, quote-unquote, surprises. Um, And I've always been curious about how that is. And looking back, um, it's always been kind of staring in your face and just for whatever reason, either the school not being big enough or or the – the, the measurables not being there, you know, the, the player's not tall enough, the player is, is um, you know, too slow or whatever might have you, um, they get overlooked. But, but yeah, so, so I, I started doing this for fun like six, seven years ago, and then maybe uh, I would say about three years ago I kept a tally of, of, of the players that I would think that would be projected – um, as the best in their draft class. Uh, and then I started noticing that, you know, I was 
I was being accurate. And then it wasn't until two years ago where I said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's see where this is going to go. And I started uh, networking on, on LinkedIn. Um, I started um, contacting, uh, reaching out to, to NFL scouts, uh, NFL owners, um, anyone that I could reach out to to confirm if what I was doing was what they were seeing. Um, and, and yeah, I've, I've gotten some positive feedback, you know, I've, I've, I've actually kind of been, so to speak, uh, re- reassured that, that I am on the right track. So sure. the way that I'm right. So the, the way that I'm doing it is I'm, I'm kind of doing it backwards. What I'm doing is hopefully with enough social media influence with enough, um, how would I say push, I guess, uh, I want the market or the fans, the NFL fans, to say, wow, this guy's really good. Uh, this guy noticed Dak Prescott way before anyone else even knew who he was. This guy noticed uh, – Ricky noticed this guy way before, you know, any um, media outlet knew who he was, any anyone who's anyone was talking about him. Sure. Uh, man, maybe this guy should get a shot or should, you know – the, uh, somebody in the NFL should pay attention to this guy and say, "Hey, look at look at what this guy is looking at, and go from there." You know, go. You know, like uh, how would I say? Um, a, a good example would be um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, he because uh, because he was actually good at what he's done. Now, all of the brands are looking to him to, "Hey, can you?" Can you work with us and make our brand stick out? And, right. and at the beginning, he was just like, "Hey, I, I man, I, I can't, I, I would, if, if, um, you know, it would be so great to try to get noticed by this and that brand." Well, now it's backwards. Now it's like this brands are like dying to work with Gary. So I want to be the same way. I, I want to be like, man, if if the one of the guys at the New York Jets would even like notice or like a tweet or say, Hey, you're doing a good job, that would be great for me. I want it to right. be, or at least my my right my goal is to one day say to where they're like, Man, like this guy is really good at what he does. We're just lining up to work with him and so you know, that's 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 the goal and that's that's my outlook on things. So, so, you know, little by little, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, the, the power of social media is, is so powerful. Um, uh, uh, platforms like anchor, like, uh, the things that you're doing, Nick, uh, you know, just networking LinkedIn is powerful too. I, so when I was reaching out to, um, all of these, um, general managers, all of the executives uh, uh, in these NFL teams, you know, I, I wasn't doing anything special. I was just, you know, messaging them, picking their brains. You know, I, I wasn't asking any, for them to do anything for me. Instead, I was just asking, kind of saying, hey, when you're looking at such and such, what what are you looking for? Do you look for this? Do you look for that? And sure. I would get, you know, replies and say, yeah, you know, we look at this, we look at that. 
uh, you're on the right track, but why don't you consider this? So, you know, it, it's, it's, you just have to kind of get out there and, um, just, just ask, you know, and, yes. and, and you never know what, you know, what, what you'll get, you know, just by asking, but at the same time, you, you, you can't ask for favors. You kind of have to, you know, work at your craft. So when you're asking, you're not, you're, you're asking for something specific, not necessarily asking for them to do something for you. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it makes complete sense. So when you're messaging these people, like, give me, give me kind of like the numbers on it, like about how many general managers have you messaged and like, what's the percentage or about how many people um, actually respond back to you? Because I guess in my mind, I feel like it might be a little bit lower, but I mean, I could be completely way off track and, and most of them could be responding. Right. No, 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 no. That's, that's a great question. Um, so I would say out of every 10, maybe three would respond back. And okay. the, the NFL, right. It's a small, it's, it's a small world. So, you know, for example, Tom might not be working for the Jets anymore. He might be working for the Cardinals now. So you think you're contacting one team and the summer passes by and now he's on another team. So now you have to find who took Tom's place at the Jets. And, you know, you just have to do your research. Uh, one thing that I did was, was very simple. I, um, I'm not a uh, Excel genius, but I went to um, Google Docs figured out how to create a spreadsheet of all of every single NFL team and mm -hmm. all of their uh, front office staff. And you can get the information from Wikipedia. So I have a Google Docs sheet of all of every single person who works in every front office of the NFL. And then, and then I'm just crossing out my list. So uh, about every weekend I do 10 to 15 to 20, and then, you know, during the week, you know, you'll see some trickle in, and some weeks you see nothing, you know. So sure. you just have to keep at it, you know. You just have to keep at it because you never know. You, you never know. The, the NFL, right. one thing that's great, right, the one, one thing that's great about being uh, in a competitive business such as the NFL is that everyone is always looking for the edge. So if you're good, so let's say if, if I'm really good at what I do, uh, someone will notice, right, and say, hey, you have the right idea, you know, let's talk, you know, and, and that, that little exchange right there, you know, that could lead into something th that, you know, who, who knows, it could work as a full-time job, you know, it, it could be, Hey, well, okay. I have one strong contact here. Um, later on, it, it might be useful, and or or that might be my um, my foot in the door, so to speak. You know, so right. Um, you know, you you just never know, but but you have to constantly work at it. You have to constantly um, try and learn new things. Um, you just have to make yourself valuable you know what i mean right um and it, and you're really just playing the numbers game and and working backwards down your 
spreadsheet, basically, is kind of what it sounds like. You're just putting in the work and putting in the time where most people, right. I mean, like your, like your idea of making that spreadsheet and going to Wikipedia, which anybody can do, is so simple. But most people won't do that because they don't deem it important enough, right? So for you, it's just a priority, it sounds like, whereas most other people, they're looking to just get that one contact or they're banking on that one person that they messaged that they think is going to be there in, but they're not willing to do the work and to continue to message and, and get uh, touches of contact with all these other front end people. Right. That's, that's, that's absolutely right. You know, you, you can never have too many potential ends, right? Um, I mean, in, in in that in in the NFL business, you know it's 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 you know you're going to want to play the numbers game, you know, because you don't want to count on on one person because they could they could totally forget about you in a matter of months, you know. A, a lot of things can happen, uh, yep. but you know it's it's you know you have to play the numbers game if you even want a chance. To, you know, someone someone will will notice you, one, if you do the work, two, if you're good enough, uh, and three, you know, always be um, optimistic. Uh, always have an open mind. Um, That's huge. You know, don't just use LinkedIn. Yeah, don't just use LinkedIn. DM on Instagram. Um, I met with a – I met with the youngest uh, – excuse me. I met – okay, so uh, I saw this article – on Vice Sports about the youngest NCAA coach in history. Uh, I didn't meet with him, but I met with his boss, which is the, uh, oh, what do they call it in college? Um, Oh, and I I go blank, of course. Um, The director of of sports for the school. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Ryan Irwin of oh, who is it? I I, I forgot the college, but um, I'm I met with him, um, and he was telling me about uh, you know like uh, about being um, a a uh, he's the athletic director. That's what he is. So he was telling me about being um, an athletic director, and you know, he was telling me more about um, the business side of of sports. And the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of athletic directors go on to work in the NFL as scouts, and then they go to be coaches, and then they kind of move up the ladder. So, right. you know, don't just stick with one um, social media platform, you know, stick, you know, go – Anywhere, go with go on to and and I met him over a tweet. I I simply said, hey, you know, I I love what you guys are doing. It's awesome that you hired the youngest uh, college coach in history. You know, whenever you have a chance, I'd love to chat about, um, you know, what you do and this and that. And he was totally open. So again, if you just ask, you never know what you might get. Yeah. And and we visited. Oh, uh, we met at. Uh, they had a uh, baseball game at a uh, University of North Texas here uh, within the area, so we just met there. And 
he was a really, really gracious guy, really, really nice. And, uh, you know, he gave me his number and everything. So whenever I need him, that's, that's one contact. But, you know, I'm not just counting on him. You know, I'm, I'm playing the numbers game. I'm, I'm constantly looking for other people that, you know, just, just that might notice my work one day. And, and you just, you just never know pretty much. Right. Well, and it sounds like you've adopted the mindset that to me, it's, so, so important. And that's kind of the mindset that I have when I'm creating this podcast and, and trying to get more people um, on for interviews is when you ask somebody, the worst thing that they can do is say no or not even respond. And for some pe- and for so many people, it just, it petrifies them that they're going to be rejected more than likely, right? I mean, with your odds of three out of 10 people, I mean, 70% of the time, people are either not responding or they're saying no. But, I mean, as as you're kind of saying, is you just play the numbers game and it's going to work out in your favor. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, just because you're rejected, you know, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, that the answer is no. It's, it's either a way to look at it is, no, not right now, or no, not yet, or it could be, um, you know, you just need to be better or try harder. So, right. uh, like for example, like Michael Jordan, you know, we we know the story. Michael Jordan was cut from his from his high school team. So, what if he just said no? Then we wouldn't have witnessed the best player in bas- you know, to ever touch a basketball, right? Right. Um, yeah, and and a lot of I mean a lot of coaches, a lot of players that are in the NFL as well. You know they they were cut, they were fired. You know coaches, a lot of coaches were fired uh, before you know they became into their own. Um, uh, I think one of the um, uh, Avery Johnson, um, he was a point guard for the San Antonio Spurs of, of the NBA. He was cut on Christmas Day. Or something like that. So, um, you know, it 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 didn't stop him from becoming uh, great, and and it shouldn't stop you know anybody else. Uh, I'm I'm sure right. you've had a lot of no's in in your life, but you know you just you believed in yourself, so you kept it going, right? right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting that you bring that up because that was kind of where I was going next. Is I was about to ask you, like, being so, how long have you been in the network marketing in an industry as well? Uh, I've been in the network marketing industry for four years. Four years. Um, okay. So I was gonna say, like, yeah. that's probably played a really big role into just one your personal development because i've been so i've been in um direct sales network marketing mlm whatever you people out there want to call it um for 6 years now and so and i i'm 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 really young Ricky, i don't know if i've told you this and i'm sure a lot of my audience knows already if they follow me anywhere else but i'm young i'm 24 so i got introduced to network marketing when I was 18 years old and I could not even imagine going through life and navigating this entrepreneurial business world without that personal development and just business training. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like what's that been like for you? Cause, cause I, I I'm assuming if you've been in for four years, you've gone to at least some 
of their trainings. And probably if you're like most network marketers out there, like you're going to all of them. So what's it been like having, having that in your back pocket while pursuing something of, uh, of uh, your own pursuit, I guess? Well, that's a, that's a very good question, Nick. So I've been in the, uh, I've, I've been in the MLM industry for, for uh, four years. Um, I work, I, I, I don't actually do direct sales. However, with the company that I'm involved, and, I, and I'm not at liberty to mention them or, or anything like that. However, in the company that I'm involved in, um, I work on the um, legal side. So I uh, you're not in the field. No, no, I'm not. However, okay, I monitor everything that the representatives do, right? So I make sure that they're within the rules, within our rules. Sure. Uh, yeah. As it applies within our policies and 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 as it implies uh with uh you know the federal trade commission um all that stuff so however with that being said um i do notice that there is one common factor in all entrepreneurial how would i say ventures and there is uh a couple of common factors um with the representatives that are successful versus the ones that aren't, right? Or um, I wouldn't say aren't successful, but um, aren't successful right away, so to speak. Yeah, or um, haven't and, reached and the that, level that they're, they'd like to. Right, right, right. And 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 the marketing, you know, the, the multi-level marketing, you know, that's not, that's not for everybody. It's not. It It's not no. for me. I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would be able to do it. Um, but uh, as as far as like the like the traits that I see um, for the successful people that are in it is one they believe in themselves right um, mm-hmm. they believe that they're they are good they uh, with that being said they work on themselves whether it's um, reading self improvement books uh, reading books on better, how to better communicate with people whether it's reading books on how to um how to encounter different personalities um and two with 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 all of those in mind um they they don't mind rejection um mm-hmm. they are okay with rejection they are they are used to saying they are used to hearing no and um, so they're not going to be intimidated by someone who says no it's not going to stop them from pursuing um you know their their goals uh within the company or within a company by by hearing a no it's just okay well either it's not for you and that's fine or not yet and that's fine too you know right just, I'll, you know, you have my contact information if you're interested and, you know, have a nice, you know, have a great day and move on. And that's it, you know? Yeah. So nothing, nothing lost, you know, it's just, okay, no, great, let's go, you know? So um, those are, those are the main two things that I see. Um, so, so then for you being on the corporate side, not being out in that feel where they focus greatly and again i don't know but i don't know your company and now that you told me you can't tell me i'm actually more curious 
Um, <laughs> and I'm hoping you tell me once we get off the phone, <laughs> truthfully, because I'm just really curious now. But um, knowing network marketing companies and the nature of them and, and what they teach at their trainings, um, they really help people with their um, self-confidence. And so for you not being in that environment or going to those trainings, like where did your self-confidence come from? Was that like parenting? Was it just you just doing the thing and, and just learning along the way? Or, or where did that come from for you? Well, that's, that's a good question. Um, uh, well, and, and, and yes, I do go to those conferences because I have to. Um, or mm -hmm. at the very least, I view them in some sort of, of manner. You know, I, I would have access to, to, hey, what was said on stage? Hey, okay, is that compliant? Is it not? So on and so forth. Sure. Uh, but, but, but we do. We, we hear all of the speeches every day and, and, and make sure that, yes, this rep can say that. No, they can't. Okay, got it. Uh, however, some of the material is, I feel is very powerful, um, and I'll I'll get to more on that in a minute. But as as far as um, how it affected me or what helped me with my confidence is uh, learning, you know, learning, just learning on on the way, you know, um, mm -hmm. growing up, maturing. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's it's parenting, although my parents were always supportive in everything that I do. Um, but it's just it's just finding. So I I believe because I've I've been there done that I've 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 wondered man you know what is my purpose you know what what am I good at you know what is right. it that that no matter what happens I I love to do and nobody can beat me at it right and mm -hmm. you know for some of us you know we know growing up for some of us we know right out of high school. For some of us, we go to college to find ourselves, and then we figure it out. For some of us, late bloomers, I think, like myself, um, you know, you're working at a job, and you just don't know. Like, you're still trying to figure it out. Um, right. So, for me, it's it's always been sports. So, I said to myself, okay, you know, one thing that I've always loved, no matter what I'm going through in life, highs, lows, confused, you know, confused times, hard times, is I've always loved sports. So let me hone in on that and let me figure out what exactly do I like. And and throughout the years, I kind of figured out, like, okay, well, you know what? I like building a team. I think I am the best at discovering people before anyone else knows about them and putting them on a roster and you know uh, seeing what the end result like knowing what the end result is going to be and how to use these players so of course that took me forever because there's no really career path to it uh, I just kind of had to figure it out on my own but sure. I do believe that we all have that one thing that no matter what we believe that we're the best at and whatever that thing is whether whether it's cooking, knitting, uh, you know, painting cars, working on cars, uh, fixing it, we have social media now. Um, you know, we live in the best time right now, and you can mm -hmm. get an audience, and you can thrive with the one thing that you love to do. And sooner or later, uh, 
the world is going to shine or the world's going to give you your moment sooner or later. But you just got to stick stick to it. So so in a nutshell that's that's kind of how I came to getting my confidence. Really I I I always had the confidence. I just didn't know what I had the confidence in because you know, I just didn't think that it mattered, but it does. Anything matters. Sure. You yeah. can be into Pokemon and that matters too. There's there's an audience uh Pokemon out there, but you you just have to do your thing and they'll come to you. Matter of fact, I was out at a uh local establishment uh here in Dallas and my cousin in law, if that's if, if that's a word, um <laughs> what he is a twenty seven, twenty eight year old man and he's like, Man, have you gotten into Pokemon yet? I'm like, what? No. He's like, well, I went poke hunting last night, and me and this group, this local Dallas group, we all met up, and we went to a poke gym or whatever they're called, and we hung out there, and we caught. And I'm like, wait, people do this? Like, people people meet up to catch more Pokemon? Like, yeah, man. Like, dude, like, we caught this one, and now they released this one on the app, and whatever. There's a whole audience for Pokemon. Sure. So if you were the first to do this Pokemon thing on social media, I'm sure the world has now gave you the spotlight and is looking for you to be like, okay, let us know what the updates are. Let us know where the gyms, where the Poke gyms are. Let us know where to catch the next one. And, uh, you know, you can monetize that nowadays with YouTube videos, with Instagram ads and all that stuff. So, you know, it's it's whatever your passion is, Whatever you are, you believe you're good at, um, do your thing, put it on social media, put it out there, and people will notice you sooner or later. Yeah. So let's talk about social media for a second then. So what? So you were saying at the very beginning how basically the way that I interpreted it is you're essentially going to build up your social, do what you're doing, and basically let the market come to you right? That's By just exactly doing right. what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing social wise? Because when we talked uh, a week and a half ago, you were saying how LinkedIn is, is a big, big platform for you right now. Um, but you're also on, on, on Instagram. Um, you're, you post sparsely. I, I will let you know. Um, and as I'm sure you know, because I, I just checked out your Instagram earlier today to do a little more uh, homework on you. Um, right. So what are you doing now to really build up your social media following? That way you do start to get that influence and, and the market does actually start to come to you. Right. So um, right now I'm, I'm heavy, heavy-ish uh, on Twitter. Uh, so Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, however, okay. these past two or three weeks, matter of fact, every a little, uh, I want to say about a week before we talked. Uh, again, using LinkedIn, uh, I reached out to um, local colleges here and to whoever I could, and I said, "Hey, I'm looking for." you know, video students who would want to work on a sports-related project with me. You know, can, you know, can you help me out? Can you, you know, would you know of anyone who who uh, who would be interested, you know, maybe build up their mm-hmm. portfolio? 
you know, help me out. I could help them out. We can cross-sponsor each other, cross-promote each other. And who knows, that, you know, someone might love their work, contact them for a actual paid job. Um, right. You know, and I can benefit off their artwork, right, off their video work. So I've been collaborating, uh, and I, I simply, I just, I just Googled, you know, local colleges here, um, you know, found out that one had a Facebook page, contacted them on the Facebook page, found out that one had a LinkedIn page, contacted them on LinkedIn, and I got four video students right now working with me to make to create video of the stories that I want to tell of the players that I'm projecting. So I've been wow. working heavy on that. Yeah. So after this podcast, I would I want to say tomorrow evening at the latest, I will have my YouTube channel set up. I will be um, Posting, starting to post on Facebook, on my Twitter, um, and on Instagram. So it's uh, facebook.com slash true selective, and that's the same for Twitter. Um, and the YouTube channel is called True Selective as well. It's it's true a play selective. on cool. the show True Detective. I loved it so much that I'm like, hey, I'm going to kind of use that. So it's True Selective. I mean, that's yeah. like me calling my podcast Nick at Night and just changing the spelling of night to it. the actual word because I'm like, you know what? I'm a 90s kid. I, I grew up watching Nickelodeon Nick at Night. So I'm like, let's play into the, the nostalgia effect and, and see if people will at least be interested because of the name of the podcast. You know? No, I, so, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, right away cool. I knew. I'm like, yep, Pete. He he used to watch Nick at night. I know it, and it's it's oh, a great 100%. Stuff. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so it. so what's your what's your strategy then? Because I'm really curious about that. I'm gonna try and provide a little value to you and help help out a little bit if I'm able to, and also for the people listening, I want to kind of give something for them. So talk to me about your strategy on Twitter because it sounds like that's like your favorite platform besides LinkedIn right now. Right. So strategy on Twitter. Um, so it's it's easy. Um, you know, find the next because we're we're all on Twitter. College students are all on Twitter. Um, that's how most of them, you know, communicate, collaborate, whatever. So right. I I it's it's simple with me. Um, just find um, the next prospect that I want to uh, work on follow that person and then once I create a post highlighting their skill or what I think that they can bring to a team uh, just simply tag them in there I, I already had maybe four or f four or five retweets from a person a college prospect that was not known before the month of April retweet what I wrote what I had to say about them and now they are NFL players so imagine, wow. imagine, yeah. So imagine if you did the same thing. Uh, I don't know. Let's say you interviewed. Um, let's say you interviewed me, right? And you tagged me on a Twitter post. And now, let's say I work for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, now mm -hmm. you, you know, now you have that awesome contact that works for the Dallas Cowboys. So right. now, right. I have a person that, uh, you know, that works. Excuse me. Yeah, that works for the Denver Broncos. 
I have a person that retweeted me that, that, that works for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the next step is to reach out to them for an actual face-to-face interview, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is. The shorter yep. amount of time that you ask, the more likely that you'll get a yes, I learned. Yeah. Um, and that, know, it well, could be a 60-second phone call, yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm finding out that same thing. So I don't know if how into, like, hip-hop culture and upcoming uh, artists you're into. Are you into that at all? Do you know of any names? Uh, I mean, yeah, like right now. like uh, Okay. Uh, okay, like let's just say Drake, you know, all those guys. Um, so do you uh, – do you do you yeah. know the name Ro- Roland? Roland. Uh, Roland. I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so you may have actually seen him on uh, a Daily V with Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So Roland. So what? So t- speaking of the shorter time you ask. Um, the more likely it is. So in two days, I have Roland actually coming on here. Um, spoiler alert, that way people who are listening, you now know. Two days on Wednesday, Roland is coming on for an interview, and I'm super psyched about it. Um, but it was literally because I basically told his manager, I'm like, look, whatever amount of time I can get, I'll take it. If you give me three seconds, I will take it, you know, but I'm like, you know what? I I know this dude and I know he's going to be really good and he already is really good. And it's just a matter of time before he really starts to catch on. Um, So I'm like, this is going to be incredible to have this interview under my belt moving forward with a dude that's about to blow up in the music industry. And, And like, to be honest, when you and I spoke about a week and a half ago and you were talking to me, I thought the exact same thing for you, and I think that I'm right, that um, it's just a matter of time for you because you being so passionate about sports and listening to the way that you talk and hearing what you're actually doing, that was the part that I was really, really curious and really excited to hear today was what you are actually doing, and, and you're doing the right things. Like, that's the best part. That's what I loved is that you weren't, like, giving some bullshit response or anything like that. You're You're actually – you're DMing people, you're contacting them, you're, you're tweeting at them, you're jumping into conversations, getting your name out there, getting exposure. And for you, honestly, I really do think that it's just a matter of time um, until you, you get noticed. I think there's a couple key things that you could do social media-wise, and you may be doing them and we just haven't gotten to them. Um, but I have a couple ideas for you that I think could just really help you um, really start to get noticed, that would be fairly simple for you to integrate. Um, so if you, do you mind if I kind of just tell you what those things are? Sure, sure. And, and really quick, um, before I forget, uh, so you you brought up Roland, right, um, as mm-hmm. far as the, the, the music uh, industry part of it. So I have also collaborated with um, – with uh, a, a two local DJs um, okay. here uh, from the uh, Dallas area, and uh, they have, and again, just reached out via Facebook Messenger. Uh, I, I was actually a, a big fan of them back in the day. They still do uh, DJ sets here, but uh, they are the uh, official DJs of the FC Dallas um, MLS soccer team, and 
I just asked him, I said, hey, I love your music. I would love to integrate it in my videos that I'm doing. They're sports-related. Um, you know, I, I plan, you know, whatever you want to give me. Again, like you said, the small ask. I said, hey, whatever you right. want to give me to, to work with, that's fine, man. Like, whatever you want to push out there right now. And I was like, hey, you know what? Yeah, sure. Uh, so thank you, Roger Spinsosa, and thank you, Ivy Tron. They sent me a Dropbox full of files and said, hey, Use whatever you'd like. Here you go. And That's so now, amazing. Yeah. So now I'm getting not only, um, again, it's it's all about cross-sponsorship, right, or cross-promoting, right? So when mm-hmm. these videos come out, not only am I getting my friends, um, you know, attention or the sports attention, but I'm also going to be getting that music audience in the videos as well because they have a big following and and I'm gonna get right. that as well. So, right. I mean, you know, like like I said, it's all about, um, you know, it's it, it's all about the small ask. And I'm sorry, what what yeah. were your two uh, pointers again? Yes. Yeah. So, well, now that you mentioned that, I have to tell you. So that was how I led into getting the interview with Roland. Was I because in so one of his songs, and you have to listen to it. Um, and when you listen to this back, his his song "Born Hustler." is now the official intro to my podcast. So, yeah. And I, and like, I really love the song. I love the message. I love the lyricism. Um, and the fact that the dude can actually rap, um, actually I was going to say not to bash on any of the rappers out there today, but I mean, straight up, I'm going to bash on you. Most, most of you can't speak. So learn how to talk, learn how to speak English first and then learn how to rap. Um, you'll be much more successful for the long duration of your life, not just for the short stint when babbling is popular. Um, But (laughs) regardless, so that's how I kind of got the lead in. I literally just said like, so in a song, Born Hustler, at the end of it, he basically says, any vlogger on the tube, get your soundtrack from Roland. And so I'm like, you know, I don't have a, a vlog on YouTube, but I do have a podcast. Let's see if he'd be open to it. Um, and so it actually happened because I tagged him in one of my Instagram stories and he literally just responded with like the little praying hands and a couple of hearts. And to me, when I saw that, I got so psyched up. I was like, fuck yeah. No longer am I in the, you have one new requested message. No, no, no. I am now in the main Instagram DM feed. So when I send him another DM, it's going to pop up right away. There's no question. He will see it. And so I waited a few days, kind of did a little bit of foreplay. I liked a few of his things. I commented um, just to get a little name familiarity. And then I sent him the DM basically saying, hey, I got a podcast. I love your music. What do you think about me using um, one of your songs as my official intro? And it was no problem at all. He was basically like, yeah, go ahead. I would love it. Just make sure you tag my Instagram or YouTube. And I'm like, absolutely. That's simple. Done. And so I literally bought the track off iTunes. And then I went into GarageBand on my Mac. And I clipped clipped it up, did a little fade out. And then now that's my official track to upload um, as my intro. And it's all simply because I decided, because I liked his music and I decided to put him on to my audience. 
and tag him and give him some uh, some value up front, not just go in and be like, hey, will you give me an interview? You know, I was like, you know what? I love your music. I think more people need to hear it. Can I make this the the intro to my to my podcast? And who knows how many years this song will be on my podcast now. Um, and the bigger that it gets, the better that it's going to be for him because he's tagged every single time now. And people get a small little taste of his music right off the bat. That's amazing, man. Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, thank you. This is, Yeah, this is a, you know, um, I think Gary Vee said it best, uh, you know, it's a step, it's, it's not that you made it, but it's a big stepping stone for the next stepping stone. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and I think, exactly. you know, I, yeah, I, I, I think the same about you as well. You know, I think, I think you're on your way. I think you're engaging. Um, I think you are really smart about how you use social media to, you know, to get a bigger audience to your podcast. Um, and, and like I said, you, you, um, I, I think we were uh, communicating about this the other day, you know, you, you let, you know, you, you give anyone, anyone and everyone a platform that you think yep. that has interest and, and that's amazing. You know, I wouldn't yeah. have dreamed about, you know, getting interviewed on a podcast and yet here I am getting interviewed by the Nick Boyle, you know, so that's pretty amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and so, okay. So bring it back. Um, thanks for sticking with me. I have a very big tendency to get sidetracked, but I'm, I'm blessed with the ability to bring myself back most of the time. So back to my two points of what I think would be really helpful for you on social. Um, so one, it sounds like you have a public Facebook page, correct? Yes. Okay, and what's the what's the handle for that again, just for everyone listening? It's uh, facebook.com slash trueselective. When you go True there, selective. it'll be my, yes, it'll be my, it'll be my page, but I will, I, that, that's where I'm going to post all of the uh, sports content. Um, I, you know, it, it's only me, so I don't want to create too many pages that I can't personally manage myself. Right. So I'm already managing that one. So I just put it as true selective. And awesome. so not only will you see sports content, but you can just message me for any thoughts or comment on whatever, you know, whatever okay. your thoughts are on it. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's going to so, be the same for Instagram, Twitter, and the uh, YouTube channel as well. Oh, so you're making a new Instagram separate from you, from your personal uh, correct. Correct. Okay. So I get, okay. So, and, and you do that if you want. My personal advice is if this is the, what you're trying to embody, like, like, as like, you are the expert in this, um, I would almost keep your main page as like your main Instagram account, um, and not make a new one. Just start providing more content that way. Um, okay. that way, that way it's more personable. So, cause I, I think that people, um, and, and I'm sure you've heard this, but people connect to your story. You know, that's, that's honestly the biggest reason for doing this podcast is to give people 
a platform to tell their story because that's where people connect. They love reality TV. They love escaping. And, and this isn't for everybody, but for a lot of people out there, they love escaping from their shitty life that they're not happy with and tuning into somebody else who's chasing after their dreams, right? Because they, they, they want to live vicariously through another person who is ambitious, who is a go-getter, who does do these things, who puts in 15-hour days because they aspire to be like that. But for whatever reason, it's just not in them at that moment to go do it. And, you know, and, and, I, and I don't really necessarily mean shitty life as in they live a bad life because most people, they live a, a phenomenal life if they actually stop and see how much they have and be grateful for it. People have incredible lives. But I'm basically talking about the people who don't want to follow their dreams due to masking it as, oh, this is realistic or, you know what, I'm, I'm good here, and they settle. So, so anyways, my point being you telling your story as Ricky Castro, but maybe just changing the handle to True Selective. My girlfriend just did the same thing because she's starting uh, in, in about two weeks. She'll be a certified integrative uh, health coach. And she just changed her handle on Instagram to her business name, but still kept her main name in her bio. That way people could connect to her on a personal level, but know that she does embody the business. Does that make sense? No, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And, and this, was, this was something that I was kind of contemplating, but I wasn't sure um, because I currently have uh, so the plan was to make another Instagram page instead of my personal one, and mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure to, to do that because, like I said, I was like, well, you know what, I don't want to, uh, you know, manage two pages, but you know, maybe maybe that's better. Um, but but no, I'll I'll definitely just change my personal Instagram to the True Selective yeah. handle. And then right now I have two Twitter accounts. One is the True Selective, and the other one is my personal one, I'll just do a, I don't have that much following yet on the true selective. So sure. I'll just do away with, with the extra one and just keep, keep my personal. And, yeah. um, one thing that I wanted to, to touch with is, um, I, I agree 100% with what you just said. Um, and it's also reassuring also, uh, however you, you make the name, right? So, right. you know, um, I'm, I feel that I'm on the way to getting established, but until I'm established, then, you know, people aren't going to really care what the name is as long when, right. when, when something is established, you know, it, that's, that's it. You know, Nike wasn't Nike until, you know, everybody started wearing it. And I'm, then er right. everybody said, wow, you know. Nike's Nike, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making yeah. sense. Well, no, 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 it yeah. makes complete sense. I use, so I use the, uh, the example of like Google. When people oh, first right. heard the name Google, they thought you were speaking gibberish, right? And granted, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I'm a bit young to really remember what it was like prior to Google, I'll be honest with you. But I just, the, just the nature of the word Google, 
Like you hear someone say that, it means nothing to them. They're like, are you, are, did you stutter? Are you trying to say a different word? Like, do you not know how to pronounce it? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, but now Google is a layer on the internet. You know what I mean? So I think the same thing can happen for you and keeping it as personable and as personal as possible um, with keeping like your private life, your private life, of course, um, but being personable and very personal about the way that you go about contacting people and and just getting these multiple touches in there, I think is going to just benefit you greatly. Um, because the other idea that I have is one set, well, two other things. One, set up your Instagram account as a business account. So just convert it to a business account. You just go into your settings. It's literally one click. You connect it to your Facebook page, your public Facebook page. And then that's when you can have it as a business account. And that's going to give you access to all sorts of analytics. Um, tons of other things going to give you the ability to promote posts. It's just, it's going to help you so much in the long run. Um, and it's simple to do. It takes maybe two minutes max um, if you get distracted for a minute and 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> so, then, so then the other thing that I have um, for you is do you utilize Instagram stories? Yes. Okay. So do you tag other like, do you tag other accounts in your stories ever? Uh, I, I've I've just, to be honest, I've just started toying with the tagging of other names, but I I, I okay. am familiar with. Okay, so it because I've seen it done. So yep. does it does it give like let's say I tag you in a story? Will it yep. give you a notification that you got tagged in the story? It it shows up as a DM saying you were mentioned in so-and-so's story, which I really love. So that's how I got my in with Roland. I took a screenshot of my Spotify and my caption over that, because I had Born Hustler as like the background uh, or as the song I was listening to. And my caption that I put over that was pro tip, put Roland on shuffle and crush the day. And I tagged him. And that's when he responded to me, right? So what you can easily do is utilize two different things. One, if the Dallas Cowboys is your team and you would, I'm assuming you would love to work with them. Right. Is that, is that a correct assumption, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do two things when you talk sports and who's up next in your story. And, and that's another thing talk about it in your story, take clips, like tell these students to take clips of their, of these YouTube videos and put them kind of like just copy what Gary Vaynerchuk does because he clearly does it really well um, and find the two or three clips within a video that are good and pieces of content that are standalone or they're going to be like, I'm going to pique your interest type of a piece and have them format it. That way it looks good on an iPhone screen at full. And then what you can do is then tag the Dallas Cowboys, their page, and then on top of that, swipe up from the bottom and tag Dallas, Texas, the location. 
So that's the, that's the biggest part right there. And that's what I've been utilizing a lot lately is tagging my location because then, so Dallas as a city has their own Instagram story. If you go over to the discover, right? So, and I, and I, I'm still no idea who does this, but if anybody listening knows and you're listening to me on anchor or not, um, either call in, send a message, DM me on Instagram, the Nick Boyle, um, and let me know who, how people's stories are chosen to be added to the main city story. But I think for you, Dallas, being as big as it is, I think that you have a really good shot of being seen by an extra 500 to 1,000 people every time that you tag your location as Dallas. Um, and that's just going to help give you more eyeballs on what you're doing, especially with this new YouTube channel that you're starting up. Um, and I'm excited to see how this goes. And, and that's, I love that you're utilizing the local colleges. Um, that's just smart. You know, I mean, don't think that you need to learn everything. Just uh, give people something of value who do know how to do what you're trying to do. But so those would be the couple of things that I would say start doing like yesterday um, because you're just going to be able to get a lot more exposure without having to think about starting to spend money to advertise, right? Right. No, 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 ab absolutely. Man, that's – what you just did is amazing. Like I I, I had no idea that um, – that that the when you tag someone on the story that it would send them a DM like that mm -hmm. that just kind of blew my mind like that to me that's a game changer you know it is um yeah and it's going like to continue to be until Instagram changes their policies which i think it's just a matter of time until you can't reach anyone on Instagram you know i mean i could i could DM Rihanna and if she chooses to look at it and reply, I'm now in a personal conversation with someone who has, I think she's got some, some crazy, like almost 50 million followers. You know what I mean? But right. like, it's just such a huge in for you. And even like finding these new perspective players, this is probably even a better idea. Finding these new perspective players that you're talking about, finding them on Instagram tagging them personally because they're at the point in their career still where if they don't know to be super grateful for every single person that puts them on, they've, they're already fucking up. But you're, I think you're going to find a lot of them that understand the importance of saying thank you to their fans and to the people that like you are saying, you know what, this kid's got a shot. And I think he could really do well in the NFL. You know what I mean? And so you saying something of that nature about them, because um, that's kind of, I'm assuming, going to be like the, the uh, essence of your videos on YouTube, along with talking about their stats and all that stuff. Um, but tagging them, I think, may even be a better play uh, to, uh, to get in contact with them and start to create these personal relationships. Um, and, and sorry for just continuing to, to ramble, but I've just been getting very passionate about creating these relationships that have no, uh, 
no exchange that really happens at the point of contact, but really just starting to build up the relationships. Uh, I, I, I'm finding that that is a key, key thing that most people are missing when they're trying to contact these people or anyone in general. When people contact me, they don't take the time to try and learn about me and take a personal interest in building a relationship with me before they go in to pitch me their network marketing company or, or whatever it may be. And so I basically now just tell people like, look, if you're going to try and fuck on the first date, it's not happening. Like, <laughs> sorry, right. you can't just right. send me a DM being like, Hey, you could join my network marketing company. I loved your page. Like, no, sorry, foreplay. Like you got to have, the foreplay and the foreplay is, is is like your groundwork. It's it's the base of what your entire relationship is going to be built on. And so for you, I really think that that would be such a easy play because you're already doing it. You know what I mean? Like you're already doing it on the, the other platforms. Um, now you're just going to be able to bring it to a platform, which I, I mean, my, humble opinion that is in no way, shape, or form an expert opinion, but I think Instagram is the most powerful platform out there right now um, just due to their maturity, where they're at, how quickly they adapt and move and quote-unquote steal from other social media platforms out there um, and the ability for you as a person that doesn't have hundreds or millions of uh, hundreds of thousands, sorry, or millions of followers um, to contact some of these people who do. So um, I, that's kind of the end of my little rant right there. But I, I just, I get really excited about this stuff because I, I know the opportunity because I'm living it and I'm doing it. Um, and so I think for you, it's going to be a very, very big opportunity where just taking the time and sending two, three, four, five different DMs a day to different people um, just to start to build these relationships, like even if it's just people that you're starting to scout uh, at universities, just give them a little word of advice or not advice or, or just encouragement even. Just be like, hey, you know what? I'm scouting a little bit right now and I'm looking at you and I think you got a lot of potential. Keep up the awesome work this season. I'm looking forward to watching you more. You say something like that, anyone who is a, a decent human being is going to really appreciate that comment. Um, and that's going to be the beginnings of starting relationships with these guys that are going to be the big names in NFL uh, seven, eight years from now. Right, right. No, no, no. I 100% I agree. And, and uh, I mean, like you said, you know, it, it, it's all about not – not really wanting, you know, not really wanting anything back. It's more give. It, it's more giving them the the platform, yes. just like you're doing, giving them the platform of hey, like I know you're into this, I know you're doing this. Um, I, you know, I I think the world of you. I think you're on the right track, mm -hmm. and just that little nugget can stick with them forever. So then the next time you make a, a, a communication to them or reach out to them. Yeah, they, you know, they might give you a little bit more time a day, you know, 
Um, right. Just like, you know, the same thing you did with Roland. You know, you didn't right off the bat, hey, can I interview you? You, you know, you went through his content, liked it, commented, and then you went for the ask. But you did it in a brilliant way, which I am now going to do before uh, Instagram changes their policies. Ho- hopefully they won't. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll honestly, that. it'll be a, it's a, at least a few years from now before they do that, I think. So between now and let's just go on the low end um, or the sooner end of two years, you can do so much damage in two years. Oh, it, like oh, yeah. you don't even need the full two years utilizing their platform to the, to the amount that you could right now. Um, and I mean, and, and for everyone listening, like what I just told Ricky to do, um, all of you can do for whatever it is that you're in. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to be get, trying to get people for an interview. You don't need to be trying to uh, get your name out there in sports and NFL scouting. I mean, you could honestly be just trying to hit up influencers. You know, like too many people just go in for the ask right away. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to, I'll keep saying it until people finally get it through their head. And I think it's going to be a while, but like you can't go in and try and fuck on the first date. It just doesn't work that way. You got to build a relationship first. Those relationships that do end that way, most of the time fail. And unless you want to crash and burn right away, right off the bat, because you went in for the ask and didn't provide something of value to them up front, it's going to be no use to you. So um, what I just went through um, does not just apply to what we're talking about here. It applies to everything, everything, no matter how big the person's account is. Um, Because, Ricky, I'm sure you've noticed, like some of these guys' accounts that are like pretty decently big names within their industry – um, they don't have big social media following some of the time. Right, right. And and, and we all we all start, you know, from somewhere, right? Right. We all we all have to start from somewhere and and uh you know, this is a saying that, that I've had uh one of the um one of the more successful um representatives uh in the MLM company that I work for uh, and he said it beautifully. He said, um, "He said it's the it's the power of one, right? Mm-hmm. So you just need, you know, once you master the ask, and once you master the social, you know, how how to um, be social media savvy, how to get that attention, how to separate yourself from the rest. Once you master all that, it only takes one. It's the power of one. That one person." Right can be your foot in the door to 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 the rest you know to yeah. whoever you're trying to reach whether if it's you know like you said if it's me I'm uh, I'm wanting to reach NFL players teams executives uh or the influencers that you're trying to reach or you know whatever it is you're into politics I don't know whatever it is you know mm-hmm. what, whatever your forte whatever your passion is um it just once you master the ask and the social media savviness. Um, it just it just takes one, the power of one. So, so yeah, yeah. I I one hundred percent agree with you on that. Are are you at liberty to say 
who said that because that's, I mean, that's huge. I even, I used that just the other day talking with another friend of mine, uh, trying to help, help her set goals. And she kept on having this goal of this number five. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 start with one, like five, even though it's a small number can sound so daunting to people, especially when you don't know where to start. So I'm like, no, 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 start with one. And once you get one, then you can duplicate what you just did. Um, but anyways, are you, are you able to say who that is that, that said that quote? Cause I'm curious, cause I think that I'd like to hear more what they have to say. Uh, you know what? I, for the life of me, I went blank. And of course it's, it's my luck. Um, is it, is the person, is the person bald? That's a weird question, but I'm curious. Is is, is this person bald? Are they bald? Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, David Peach? I, uh, no. Okay. Uh, it is Randy Webb. Webb. Okay. I think it's Randy okay. Webb. Okay. Okay. I've heard that name before. Okay. Yeah. A v- very cool guy. Uh, but, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Randy Webb. Um, and, yeah, he, you know, um, he, he mentioned it once, and, and I was like, hey, you know what, he's, He's absolutely right. It is just one. And, you know, he was applying it to other things. Um, right. You know, but you can take that and you can apply it to whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, you can apply uh, you know, it anywhere. Life, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, before we go any further, um, I want to give my two video – before I forget, I, I want to give my two uh, video guys that I've been working with uh, here the last few days a shout-out. Uh, Darius, Absolutely. thank you very much for all your work. And Tyler, uh, thank you very much uh, for um, for the communication and, and your work. So I uh, want to give those two guys a special shout-out. Uh, thank them for their video work. Um, uh, UNT Strong, and um, I forgot what Tyler Jennings Colleges is, but um, he'll, he'll forgive me, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, um what so I want to ask you a question. Um sure. how did how did you how did you start for this podcast uh, this, for for Yeah, for what? for for this podcast. Yeah. Like how, did you just uh pick up then and, and just said, "Hey, I just want to interview uh you and I want to share your your story uh pretty much." Yeah. So it's I, I you're it's a funny thing. You are the first person to actually ask me a question back. Um, but uh, thank you. I love it because I, I want more people to be asking me questions. So um, before I answer the question, getting into it, um, those who are listening, ask me questions that are things <laughs> that you want to know about. I want to help you because, yes, I might be young, but that does not speak to the amount of knowledge that I have or the insight. And, uh, I got a, I got a pretty good relationship with my intuition. Um, so me and my intuition were pretty tight and, uh, typically my intuition is not wrong. So, um, but to answer your question, so I've actually been considering doing a podcast for over a year. Um, when I, so my old roommate, uh, her name is Lily. Um, she actually has a, a station on anchor, uh, called Lily, the legend. 
Um, and she like got me like into her. social. Yeah, she's been, like she's known on social media across all platforms as Lily the Legend. Um, awesome girl. But so she got me uh, into social media a lot last year when her and I lived together. Um, and so I started like last year I was really hot on Twitter. Um, start, I got really focused and really um, dialed in there. And then I realized, you know what, I don't necessarily like the Twitter platform. And, and I know now that, you know what, like boohoo, it doesn't really matter if you like it or not. There's people there and there's value there that you can, you can pull from. But um, then I turned to Instagram and I was doing Instagram for, and I mean, still do. And I love the platform. So that's the one that I'm on the most now. Um, and then, I, and then, so earlier this year, I tried a blog because I'm like, you know what? I just need a longer form space to communicate ideas and the things that I want to talk about with my audience. Right. Um, right. and so I started blogging, but then I quickly realized when I did not have the motivation to write blogs any longer, that that may not be the best platform for me. Um, and so then I never really gave podcasting like a whole lot of thought. Um, just because I, before anchor, you had to buy all of the equipment. You had to buy the microphones, you had to buy the software, you had to do this, do that. And it just, I didn't know if it was going to be worth it enough to invest all that money um, and time into learning how to do all that. And so I just didn't do it. But then, uh, when I started on anchor, um, I learned that I love audio. Um, cause for me, I've done a, just a couple of quote unquote vlog like posts on my Instagram account. Um, and I've, I've gotten feedback from people saying that like they can really hear like the passion coming through my voice and they can hear the intensity and it's nice to hear the different like inflictions that I use, um, and things like that. And so now that I'm on anchor and producing podcasts, um, I'm learning that when I have these trains of thought, and this is kind of something that I noticed when I would be writing my blogs is I would kind of get writer's block simply for the fact that I couldn't type fast enough to keep up with my thoughts. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Okay. So, so that's kind of the really nice part here is with anchor on the days where I'm not interviewing people or even when I am, if I've got something on my mind, I'll literally just open up the app, put some headphones in and I'll go. I won't hesitate. I won't think about it. I won't edit it. Nothing. I partially don't edit anything that I post audio wise because I really dislike the sound of my own voice. Um, because it sounds, I mean, like everybody, it sounds different from how I actually hear it speaking to you right now. Um, Same here. But yeah. And so all of my podcasts, all of my audio files, everything that I post, I post it, then I listen to it. Because then I'm like, well, fuck it. It's out there. I can't take it back now. You know what? You know, like that type of thing when you were back in high school and you'd like send out a text to a girl that you didn't really want to send out, but then you hit the send button. You're like, fuck it. It's out. Can't take it back now. I did it. You know, and you just get jacked. 
like that you did it. But it's a similar thing here where I'm like, you know what? I slipped up here. I mumbled here. Uh, I couldn't find my wording here. But so what? This is how I speak if you and I were sitting down in a coffee shop or grabbing a beer and we were having a conversation. This is what you would hear. So this is what I want my audience to hear. Um, and so that was kind of a big leap for me just to be completely vulnerable, let them hear my mis up, mishaps, uh, mess ups, um, things like that. And so I, I guess to kind of bring it all home to answer your question, that's really how I got started. And then I, my first interview was with my friend Lily, you know, who got me into social to begin with um, in, a, in a bigger way than just posting every once in a while. Um, and her and I had a conversation about why we want to be famous. And I had so much fun just having that conversation and learning how to be super present in listening to what she was saying, but be also present enough and cognizant enough to listen to what she wasn't saying or the way that she would say something or the wording or the order of the words, you know what I mean? And so that's um, when I really started to be like, you know what, I think I actually have a lot of potential here. Um, and then as I'm sure you know, being an early adopter of a new social platform that actually does well can be incredibly beneficial. That's how most influencers were made today. They were made on Vine early on, then they hopped over to Instagram and YouTube and things like that and brought their followings with them, but they were the early adopters. Um, and so I really believe that I have the potential to do that here on Anchor because it's such a powerful platform. Um, and I think that providing stories where you can provide a lot of value um, and lessons that people have learned, but also, um, like you alluded to earlier, I give people a platform no matter where they're at in their careers or in what they choose to spend their time doing. Um, I give them a platform to talk about it to talk about what they're passionate about and, and what they want to bring more awareness to. Um, and the past week I've been kind of thinking about the, the format that I really want to go about this with. Um, and I think I'm going to stick to two people a week that are uh, unknown. Like people don't know who they are yet, but I can see the potential in them. Um, cause that's a, a gift that I was blessed with. And I don't know if it's from my upbringing or if it's just in my DNA to, to see the potential in people, but people that I do see potential and for them to be great at what they do and, and what they love. I want to bring them on to give them a platform to bring more awareness. And maybe once I have a large enough, um, fan base and audience that's listening on a weekly basis, a daily basis it can really provide a powerful platform for them to launch off of and get a lot of exposure incredibly quickly. Um, so I'm going to do two people a week like that. And then one person a week who is either a, they've already quote unquote made it or they're on their way. So um, this week is a special week where I've got seven interviews this week. Um, wow. It's, it's nuts. I don't even remember well, how that even happened. 
Well, that, well, that's a good thing. That means that means that that uh, people want to come, you know, on your podcast. And, right. I mean, that just that just gives you more content. You know, one of, you know, if it's not me, if it's if it's the next person or the person that was before me, somebody, somebody is going to be famous one day, and when they are, you will follow up, and then you will benefit from the chance, quote-unquote, chance you took or from the potential that you saw on them, uh, you know, two years ago or whatever it is, right? Um, Yep. And and I wanted to touch on something you said. You said that, that, uh, you know, that you don't edit anything, that you just let it go. Um, And you said that, uh, that it, it kind of puts you as vulnerable. I I think that's great because it it um, it portrays that hey you are human you know hey if I could do mm-hmm. it and I am not polished or you know it's not perfectly edited to where you know all the questions come and the answers come out and it's all smooth then hey you can do it too listener you know right. People that are right. listening, you know, that it, it's it's a great um, example, you know. Yeah, and I'm glad you noticed because that's, I mean, that's kind, that's one of the underlying reasons why I do it because I want people. Let's, I mean, let's just put it out there. Let's say 12 months to 12 to 15 months from now, when I'm one of the top hundred podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music, I want people to go back to my first, let's just say first 25, first 30 podcasts, even the first five, that would be even more fun for people. And listen to how shitty I really am. <laughs> and, and like, for real, like, I, and like, and I, and, and I know myself well enough to know that I can speak decently well. I'm a pretty good conversationalist and a pretty good listener, I'm constantly getting better at it, but I know that it's not terrible. But compared to how it's going to sound and what it's really going to be like 12, 15 months from now, it's going to be completely night and day. And I want someone who's been on the edge or curious what podcasting might be like for them or communicating with their audience through audio, which is typically podcast. Um, But I want whoever that person may be, and they may even be listening right now, which is really exciting for me to think. Um, but I want them to listen and be like, wow, like this dude sucked. He was bad. Like he was terrible. And here he is now. So if this guy can do it, I, there's no reason why I can't. And it's, it's very, very cliche. And it, it just feels gross coming out of my mouth because I hear it so many times. <laughs> like if I can do it, then anybody can. And you look at those people and like, uh, yeah, yeah, right. But for me, this is really the documenting of my journey through audio. And, and that's the part where that's the reason why I go unedited, um, why it's just raw. You get to hear it how it is. Um, and, and I want people to understand that you can literally start from zero experience, really never um, communicating with an audience through audio to being in the top 100 podcasts um, on the major podcast providers. Right. 
No, no, right. Absolutely, 100%. Um, one, I, I think something, uh, you know, that you touched on, um, that, that it's constantly like a work in progress, you know, you're, you're constantly refining, you know, your, your, your craft or, or yourself, you know, you, you kind of right. um, get better as you go along. Same with me. Uh, I, I think a good analogy or a good example of this is um, for those of you that watch uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, his now famous video guy, D-Rock, David Rock, um, I think Gary asked him, um, you know, how long did it take for you to edit Daily V, um, you know, when you first started? He's like, yeah, like two or three days. And now yeah. it takes them like a few hours, you know. So you're constantly right. refining, you know what I mean. And 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 the same applies to to me and to you, and to all of you out there. You know, we all have to start somewhere. If you love it, just keep doing it. You'll get better at it. Same with riding a bike. Same with tying your shoe. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get better yeah. as you go along. And the key is to just start, right? Just start. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So one thing that you kind of touched on a little bit is, um, you know, that you want to be the top 100 or the top podcasts. So you said that, you know, uh, you know, to just start, but where do you see yourself finishing? Where, where do you, what's the goal? What's, what's your goal? Like, I, I know you're starting as a podcast, but what's, what's the, what's the dream job? Tomorrow, if someone offered you what in relation to the pot, like what, like mine would be, hey, I have made it, or at least, you know, the dream job would be to work in the NFL or with the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. What would be yours in relation to this podcast? That's a great question. Um, the only so the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is being a a paid speaker, um, being able to go around to different companies, um, to different uh, conferences or or events or conventions, um, and be paid to speak to them, to talk about my experiences listening to by that point, or who knows, maybe it might be in a couple of weeks, but I'm guessing by that point, hundreds of people tell me their stories of day one to where they're at at that point. Um, And just to be able to speak on that, to talk about the key things that I've noticed that are so congruent across everyone and constant with everyone that I speak with, um, to be able to share those things with people in the hopes um, that it'll inspire someone um, to really go after what they want, um, and to just, I don't know, just dream. Um, I'm very, very, and I don't know if you know this about me yet, but I'm big, big, big on gratitude. Um, gratitude for me is the foundation for everything. Um, I've been constantly practicing gratitude every day for the last year and a half. Um, and, I and, and I have a hard time remembering life before that practice. Like, I can't re- quite recall what life was like before being grateful. Um, and, and, and that just opens up so many doors 
so many doors to just making your life better, just better in every aspect of the word. Um, I had a, an interesting realization as, okay, so I was going to say this on another podcast, but you know what, we're just going to say it here because I'm kind of fired up about gratitude right now. Um, <laughs> so, Go ahead. And, and this, this might be an interesting perspective for you because, because you're, you're married, correct? Correct. Of how many years? Uh, it's going to be one year in October, October 1st. Okay. Hey, congratulations. And uh, in case I forget to tell you around October 1st. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. Mary, I love of you. Course. Of course. Of course. So here's an interesting perspective. You know the point in your relationship where, and, and it may be still so new being so recently married. Granted, I'm not married, but it's it's happened for me where you kind of, in some aspects of the relationship, you feel yourself getting complacent. Have you felt that? Where you just can, you notice something where you're just like, ooh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not trying as much as I could, you know, or I'm not putting in as much effort as, as I know that I could. Have you felt that or, or, or not so much? Uh, not so much, but, but I know exactly you know, with with other things, of of course, I I, I know the the feeling of of uh, complacency. You know, it's like, eh, you know, it's it's fine the way it is. So I'm not gonna do any any right. more. You know, I might do a little bit less, but not anymore. So yeah, I, I I know exactly what you mean. Right. So last, so it was literally just last week. Um. I was, and I, I'm not going to really go into it because it's um, personal stuff. But there was a, there was a spot, there was a, um, a, a, what's the word that I'm searching for? Um, a certain aspect of my relationship with my girlfriend Megan that I found myself taking for granted. Um, okay. Where it's something that like, it's. it's it's something that you typically, like at the very beginning of a relationship, it's along the lines of something where you get super pumped and excited, right? But then you, as right. the time goes on, you just start to kind of take it for granted because it becomes normal. It becomes the way right. that it is, right? And so when I realized that that's where my head went, the thought that ran across my mind next was, there's so many people out in the world that never get to experience this feeling. Absolutely you get or, right. do you get what I do you get my I mean by that? No, yeah, yeah, so, that, that, Okay, yeah, so there's a lot like of people that right. Yeah, so there's just so many people out there that don't ever get to the point in a relationship where they feel that way, where they take something for granted because they are, they're not in a relationship long enough to be able to even get there. And so or the, or at all, right. And so the fact that I had, and, and this is the way that I see it now, the fact that I have the privilege to find myself taking a couple of things for granted, I'm so grateful that I've gotten to that point. So grateful. And that gratitude brings me back to day one where I got butterflies. 
And it's an incredible cycle that I think I'm going down where it's going to be this never ending cycle of either a one day it's just going to click and I'm always going to be super grateful and, and, uh, and get those butterflies and feel that excitement inside. But knowing how it very well could go, I may go back to taking it for granted again, but I know once I get there, I'm going to notice where I'm at and think the same thought again, be like, holy shit, most people don't even get to feel this. And that's why I'm grateful. And then it brings you back to day one again. And so for me, that point of view, that perspective where someone who may not practice gratitude or just be a positive person in general would see that as a negative, right? Where you, because I mean, at first glance, it really is taking something for granted that you know you shouldn't is typically a negative for people. Um, but being able to be self-aware enough to notice that's the feeling that you're feeling and then be grateful that you were even able to get there in the first place is a huge paradigm shift and just a perspective that I wish for so many people to have. Um, and that's where I want to get that across to people, um, because it, that alone, if I only speak on that and tell this story, um, uh, hopefully with detail, once I, uh, make sure it's cool with Megan, um, <laughs> but being able to share this story with people that way they can understand the power of perspective and gratitude, um, that's what I would really love to get across um, in my speaking as well as um, being able to share the insights that I've gotten from talking with hundreds of people. And then at some point down the road, it'll be thousands of people that I would have done interviews with at that point. And then to piggyback on top of that is, you know, I think gratitude, like that's why, it's important to document, whether it's blog, in written form, audio, or video. It's, it's important to document so you can actually go back and you can see what you wrote or you can see what you shot or you can hear what you said two mm-hmm. years ago and say, oh, man, I, I remember what I was going through at that point. Yeah. Right. And I'm so grateful that I'm where I'm at now. So, okay. And then it'll kind of light up the fire, so to speak, again, to, you know, to keep going, to, 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 to aspire, to be better, bigger, yeah. stronger, you know? So, yep. so exactly. yeah, think, uh, right. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, on that note, I think gratitude is a perfect note to, to finish this up on. Um, but Ricky, thank you um, so, so much for coming on and loved hearing from you and, and hearing more about, um, your journey, and, and hopefully I was able to provide some value and help you out um, in a couple of ways as well. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really, really excited to see where, um, where you're at in like nine months, because I think that that's a good enough amount of time where some big things can really happen for you with you staying consistent, especially going through this new NFL season. Um, I'm excited to to just watch you um, and watch your journey. Uh, and see where you end up. So um, just thank you again for, for coming on Nick at Night. 
um, and allowing me to uh, have a conversation with you for the last uh, hour and a half. Well, Nick, thank you for for uh, having me on, for uh, wanting me on. You know, um, again, likewise. You know, I'm I'm gonna always see you know who you have on now and and what you've got to say about certain topics and and uh, you know I'm just I'm just grateful you know that you gave me the opportunity and I will look forward to our follow up interview whenever you want to have me, man. All right, perfect. There definitely will be a follow up, um, partially because. It's- I really want there to be one because I'm excited to hear where you're at, but also because you're the first person to actually put that out there. Um, So hint to everyone who's listening and everyone that's going to be on, ask me questions, put things out there, speak things into existence. Um, And on that note, um, we're going to kind of close off as always. Um, You can find my podcast on Apple podcast and Google play music um, as well as, right here on Anchor, where I exclusively produce all of my podcasts. Um, And lastly, before we sign off, one more time, Ricky, that way people know where to find you on social media. That way they can follow you and your journey. Um, What is the handle for that one more time? On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, it's True Selective, T-R-U-E, Selective, S-E-L-E-C-T-I-V-E, True Selective. Perfect. Awesome. And with that, everybody, you have a phenomenal night, a great rest of the week, and uh, Ricky will be sure to keep in touch, um, and uh, we'll talk real soon. I look forward to it. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I work to find the fun things up in my life. So I hustle I work to find the finer things up in my life So I hustle I work to find the finer things up in my life So I hustle I work to find the finer things up in my life So I hustle